0: The way an era of Chatsiris works is that all of the members, each household in the courtyard, places food in one particular house. And that way they're all considered to be living in that house and the entire courtyard is considered sort of collectively owned by one big household. It follows, therefore, that the Erev has to be placed inside one of the houses. Now what happens if Hanesim is a who places the Erev Tachumin of that courtyard, Beveis Sha'ar, in a gatehouse, which was at the entrance of the courtyard where a person who was watching over the courtyard, he would often sit there and people would often walk through in order to get into and out of the courtyard. Achsadra, this is a sort of big porch with posts in each corner and a roof. It didn't really have walls, but it had a roof. Umar peces and a balcony. This refers to a long balcony which went across the entire length of a courtyard and lots of the houses or the apartments in the courtyard. Instead of opening up into the courtyard itself, it would open up onto the balcony and then you would take stairs down from the balcony into the courtyard. So if the Erev is placed in any of these three places, Eino Erev, it is not considered to be a valid Erev Chatseris, since nobody lives there. The balcony and the porch don't even have walls, it's not considered fit for living at all. And even the gatehouse, since people constantly pass through it, it is not considered to be a place of living, and therefore the Erev Chatseris is invalid. Because you can't say that everybody is now considered to be living there, because it's not considered to be a place of living at all. Now, another consequence of the fact that it's not considered to be a living place is that the sham. if somebody does happen to live there, it's still not considered to be a living place. And therefore, in Æsir he does not forbid everybody else in the courtyard from carrying. And he does not need to be part of the heir of Chatserius, since only the living places in the courtyard need to be joined together, but not these structures which are not even considered fit for living. On the other hand, Bevesa Teven, If there is a room where straw is kept and stored, or where the animals are kept, or where wood is stored, or a storehouse inside the courtyard, even if people generally don't live here, they are considered fit for living, they're protected and somebody could technically live there, and therefore if the Erev was placed there, har the Erev and is considered to be an Erev. And the other consequence is that the if somebody does actually live in one of these rooms, Isra, love, he forbids everybody else from carrying in the courtyard unless he is also part of the area Now, Rabbi, Huda, Rabbi Huda says, If the owner of one of those rooms where somebody is living, if he still has a holding and a possession of that room, Let's say he rents out the room so somebody else is living there, but the owner still has lots of his belongings over there. So in such a case, in Isra'lov, the person renting the house does not forbid everybody else in the courtyard from carrying there, and from carrying in the courtyard. The reason being that the person living there is not really considered to be living there fully, because the owner still has lots of his things there, which means that the person renting there is not considered to be the real owner or he's not even considered to be really living there, and as such, he does not need to be in that era of Chatsiras, at least according to the simple understanding of this Mishnah. Mishnah here, Amaniach, beisayi one who leaves his house before Shabbos comes in, and he went to spend Shabbos in another city, and this other city is outside of the tochum of the house where he left. Says so the Mishnah Echad Nochiv Echad Yisra'el, whether that person is a non-Jew or whether he is a Jew, Harizah he still forbids everybody else in that courtyard from carrying if he is not part of the Erev remember That is the opinion of a Meir who understands that even if somebody is not actually there for Shabbos, he's still considered to be living there and he still has full ownership over his house. And therefore, he does need to be part of the area of chatzirus for the other members to be able to carry in the courtyard. On the other hand, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, he does not forbid the other members from carrying if he is not part of the heir of chatzirus. Since as soon as he leaves his house to spend Shabbos elsewhere, since it is outside of the tachum of that city, he's not going to come back on Shabbos, and so we consider it to be as if he's not living there at all, and therefore the members of the courtyard can carry even if this person is not part of the area of chatzirus. Third opinion Rabbi Yasser says, If it's a non Jew, then he does forbid the rest of the people from carrying. Since even if he is outside of the Techum when Shabbos comes in, he can easily just come back. However, Yisrael, a Jew who is spending Shabbos outside of the he it's very unlikely that he'll come back and therefore, he does not forbid the other members from carrying, since the fact that he is not there makes it as if he's not living there at all, so he does not need to be part of the Yisrael of Shabbos, Because it is not considered the regular way, and it's very unlikely for the Jew to come on Shabbos from outside of the Tchum. All right, fourth opinion and most lenient. Rabbi Shimon, Omer Rabbi Shimon says, even if he left his house, and he went to spend Shabbos with his daughter, inside that city, and so it's for, it's permitted for him to come back to his house on Shabbos. Nevertheless, he does not forbid the other people from carrying because he already removed it from his heart to return he intends on spending the entire Shabbos with his daughter and so he is unlikely to return so even though he is allowed to return to his house since it's considered to be unlikely the members of the courtyard are allowed to carry their on Shabbos since we consider it to be that he is not living there at least for Shabbos. Mishnah Vov, B'orish a pit which is situated in between two different courtyards, and the pit is sort of shared between the two. And both of the courtyards, the members of both of the courtyards, use that pit to fill up water on a regular day. Says the Mishnah, Eil the members of either courtyard are forbidden to fill up water from the pit on Shabbos. The reason being that the entire pit is considered to be sort of one unit of water. So even if you're drawing water from your side of the pit. All of the water is considered to be mixed together, such that it is considered to be like taking water from the other courtyard, which is forbidden, since the courtyards have not made an area of to join the two together. So it's forbidden to take something from one courtyard to the other. Unless they made a partition, a mechitza which is at least 10 t'fachim high, which clearly shows a separation and a division between the two sides of the pit. Now, that doesn't mean that the wall, this mechitza, has to actually split the burr, the bur, split the pit into two. Rather, it needs to be something which makes it recognisable that both sides of the pit are considered divided. So now, even without this mechitza, we're talking about a situation where there is a wall separating the two courtyards. So this mechitza which we're talking about is actually within the pit itself. Bemulamala, whether the mechitza is placed above the water level still within the pit, but above where the water surface is. Begmila matter whether it's below the water surface. Begmetech Ognoi, whether it really be anywhere within the confines, within the walls of the pit. And the Gemara explains that it has to be at least one tefach above the water so you can see it. But other than that, the main point is that there needs to be a Tentfache Mechitza in the pit, so that when you take water from your side, it is considered to be taking from your side and not the other side. And M'shumen Gamliel says it's not so simple. M'shumen Gamliel Omer M'shumen Gamliel says Beshamet Omerim It's a machloiket. Besham I say The Mechitza has to be below the surface of the water. Only then is it considered to be separating the two sides of the pit. Always Hill Omerim Rez Beshamet same Rez Beshamet it can even be above the water surface. And Igmar explains that Beis Hillel, according to Roshim Gamliel, also agree with Beis Shammai that part of the Mechitza needs to be below the surface of the water. So it comes out that we've basically got three opinions. According to the tanakama as long as it's below the um, top of the Burr, as long as it's within the pit, it's okay. There's just one condition that at least one Tefach needs to be above the water. According to Beis Shammai in Ramban Gamliel, it needs to be totally below the surface of the water, except for one tefach above. And according to Beis Hillel, it can be totally above the surface of the water, as long as a tiny bit of the bottom of the mechitzah does actually go below the surface of the water. We've now got a fourth opinion. Our Rabbi Yehuda, Yehuda says, this mechitzah within the pit should not be any greater and should not serve any purpose which the wall in between the two courtyards doesn't do. And what Rabbi Yehuda is saying is that the courtyards are clearly separated already. And there is a rule that mm-hmm. a mechitza, a partition or a wall which is hanging is considered to be a valid mechitza. And it does divide two things. So since you've got this wall anyway above the pit, that divides the two sides of the pit anyway. So to add a mechitza within the pit won't actually add anything. And so according to Huda, the wall above it is enough and the two sides of the, of the courtyard can fill up from their side of the pit even without making a machitza. Whereas the other opinions of the Mishnah hold that a machitza tluya, a hanging partition, is not considered to be a valid machitza, and therefore you would actually need to fix one within the pit itself. Mishnah Zion, this machleikah between Yehuda be and the other opinions of the previous Mishnah whether a machitza tluya a mechitza, which is hanging, it's not actually touching the ground or the water in that case. Whether that is considered to be a valid mechitza. Now we have mentioned previously that there are other than the two main domains for Shabbos, or shosharavim and or Yachid, a public domain and a private domain. Those are the only two domains with eraisa. As well as that, there is a third domain which is medjabanon, and that's known as a caramelis. So areas which have similar properties and characteristics to either rishus HaRabbim or rishus HaYochid, but don't quite meet all of the conditions, that is considered to be a Carmelis, and Medyabbonon, the restrictions which apply to both rishus HaRabbim and rishus hayachid also apply to a Carmelis. Says Mishnah, Amas HaMayim, a canal of water, so Yiveres which passes through a courtyard. So the courtyard is of course considered to be a private rishus HaYochid, but the canal of water, being that it is at least ten to fachim high, or ten deep, and four to fachim wide, it is not considered to be secondary and part of the private domain of the courtyard. Rather, since it's big enough for it to be its own domain, and also since it's open on both ends into a public domain, so the canal of water itself is considered to be a Carmelis. And as such, the Mishnah says, "A Malan himen it is forbidden to fill up from the canal of water into the courtyard. To transfer water from there into the courtyard on Shabbos, that's forbidden mid-jabbanon, you're transferring from a Carmelis into a Roshas Elohim kein, unless, they made a chitza for the canal, which was at least 10 t'fachim, b'knisa uvaitziah. At the entrance to the courtyard where the canal is, And at the exit, on the other side, they need to make a mechitza inside the actual canal, and this follows the opinion of the first opinions of the previous Mishnah, that the wall above the canal is not enough of a mechitza, and we need a mechitza inside the actual canal. And if that is made, then the stream of water is considered to be really part of the Chatzar, and as such, you would be able to carry and draw water from the canal into the courtyard. Rabbi Yehuda Yehuda says, just like in the previous Mishnah, the wall above the canal of water at the entrance and the exit, that will serve as a Mechitza itself. Even though it's not actually inside the canal of water, and it's not touching the floor of the canal of water, or even the surface of the water. Nevertheless, it's a mechitza t'loya, and it is considered valid and does serve the purpose of being a mechitza. And Yehuda proves this point. Omar Yehuda said, Ovel." There was a story with a canal of water in a place called Ovel, and it was in a courtyard. Shohim amalim mena al pizkainim that they would fill up water from that canal into the courtyard on Shabbos, and it was with the permission of the zikanim. That's all very true, and it's true that there was not a mechitza in that case. So it does seem to be like your opinion, that you do not need a special mechitza inside the canal in order to carry. However, that's not true because that was a special case because the entire canal of water in that case was not even the minimum size to be considered a karmelis, So it was anyway considered part of the courtyard, so it was totally permitted to carry and to draw water from there into the courtyard, even without making a machitza in the canal, since it wasn't considered to be a karmelis at all.